Hello, 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 and welcome aboard our Fabulous Flowers podcast, episode six, with me, Lucy Nolan, and our fabulous floral maestro, Paulie Hawkins. I can't believe that we're here already, Paulie, on episode six. Can you? I know, it's amazing. Hi there, Lucy. Hi, everyone. Gorgeous to be here chatting about all things flowery. And um, yes, I just um, feel very, what's the word, replete, just had the most delicious scotch egg, but we won't go into that. But it's so amazing to be doing number six and what a lovely flowery journey it's been so far. And um, how are you today, Lucy? Are you all right? I'm very fine. Thank you very much. A little bit on the windy side today outside the weather and uh, mm-hmm. wind, for some reason wind always makes me a bit cross because it blows my hair around. Well, I mean, listen, what sort of big hair? But I, I just took the dog for a walk and I literally nearly got blown away. But anyway. Deary me. All good. All good. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, back in our fabulous flowers mentality, continuing mm. with our spring into summer theme this week, I'm sure you've selected something gorgeous, lovely and flowery for us to focus on. And what is that flower, Paulie? Well, with Chelsea coming to an end and, you know, the fact that it's been virtual but very successful this year, I thought I'd plump a lovely spring into summer favourite of mine, um, the stock. Ooh, wonderful. It's just the most lovely, lovely flower, I have to say. It's just a winning, winning, delicious, smelly favourite. Always has been. Yes, I love a stock as well. The the fragrant, I completely agree with the fragrance element of it. I love the way my kitchen smells when I come down in the morning and there's a big bunch of stocks in there and they sort of have wafted their beautiful fragrance all around the room. Absolutely, absolutely. They're fragrant and they look so sort of indulgent and delicious and, and they're actually a very reasonable flower to buy as in, as in price, but they look so sort of expensive and, and scrummy. and you know, you can get them anywhere from your local florist, from supermarkets and garages and garden centres. You know, the sort of same place you'd buy a little bunch hither and thither, you know, on your day out shopping moment. Um, and they're just a wonderful thing to have. And they, they're easy to grow. They really are the most wonderful flower. I mean, what I love about a stock, they're, you know, they're a cottage garden favourite. Mm. They're a fabulous cutting flower. And they're just a perfect, perfect sort of you know, they're, they're, they've got that lovely traditional sense to them. And I mean, when I, when I lived in the Cotswolds, we had a garden that an old lady had lived in the house for 75 years before we bought it. And the garden was awash with them. And that smell, you know, it's so evocative. It just takes me back. Are they easy to, to grow if you, if you buy them from a garden centre and plant them in your own garden? Are they easy ones to, to make beautiful and ready to, to cut and bring into your house? Absolutely. They, they, they like a sunny spot. Um, and you know, I what I always do when I buy a little bedding plant or an herbaceous plant like that, it seems a bit vicious. But when you put it in the soil, nice plant, give it a nice water, but pick the middle out. It seems really oh. vicious. Pick the middle out, and you'll end up with it really bushing out from day one. So um, marvelous. That would be my growing tip there. That's a helpful. But tip. try and you know, absolutely, and that you know they're just they're very available. But I always think they look so special, and try and. Well, try and buy the British ones if you if you can, because our growers are having a tough time. Um, but they're just you know wonderful, wonderful. And I think also make friends with your local florist. Local florist, you know, they need as much help as, as they can get. So I always make friends with my florist. I would if I you know if I weren't one. Um, I do recommend making friends with them, and you can pop in, 
order order what you like if they haven't got it and they can get it to you the next week and the scent's so divine and i'm always quite fussy about my scents lucy you know and some some lilies are a little bit pungent i find but um stocks it's just that lovely sort of spicy clove sort of peppery smell um don't do you find them so delicious that lovely smell Yes, I do. It's a very good description of the smell, actually, peppery, because it's it's hard to describe the smell of a stock. A rose, you can you can describe that. A lily, as you say, can be a little over pungent sometimes. Mm, mm. But a stock does have that slight little tickle at the back of your nose, at the back of your throat when you smell it. And yeah, peppery is a great way to describe it, Paulie. Yes, and definitely a bit clovey and spicy as well. But the peppery ones, especially especially the white ones, but that. On the downside, um, well, not downside, but they are related to the cabbage family. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And I suppose that's just a good, when you do your stripping of the um, the stems and removing the leaves, I'm sure that probably helps, does it? Because I, I do do that now, and it does seem good. to improve the water quality and also stops the flowers smelling. So they have a little bit more longevity in the kitchen. Absolutely. I mean... The beautiful scent of the of the stock, lovely, but once they start going off, um, there's that terrible old cabbagey smell, which is terrible. So again, remove all the foliage, lots of fresh water. Um, and if you can't be bothered to keep changing the water, pop a little bit of bleach in. Mm. I know that sounds a bit, people are like, really? Just a tiny little kind of a glug, like a little a teaspoon's worth in a big vase. Um, and, and also when you're buying them, check for their freshness. And with the stock, have a little peek down the stem so you've got the, all the flowers going down the, the, the little sort of flowerets florets flowerets going down the main stem the ones at the bottom if they're looking a bit a bit tired that's where they first start going off at the bottom of the stem so if they if they look a bit off there that means they're old and they're they're the first ones to go so don't buy those ones but a that's bit of bleach uh, sorry darling that's yeah. a good tip i was just going to say that's a good tip and also when arranging them are there any do's and don'ts how to put them in a vase how what what would your sort of couple of top arrangements with stocks maybe give us an idea of of one arrangement that's a bunch from a supermarket and then perhaps mm. another arrangement that is multiple bunches ordered from your florist let's say in a in a larger quantity how would you use them to best effect well that's a very good question i mean because they come in so many wonderful colors you know they come in punchy crimsons wonderful vivid purples and then a whole array of you know, pretty pastels, very pale pinks, pale lilacs. Um, and I think, you know, it's quite fun to mix them together if you want that really romantic, slightly traditional country garden look. So that's a lovely look. Or if you want to go for something a bit kind of stylish, modern, slick, I would go for like all white ones. So it's crisp and contemporary and what I'd say traditional meets trendy as it were so a, a plethora a big swathe of solid white ones can look really really smart and the white ones have that really that they have the strongest scent um, and they really give that sort of clovey peppery kick so um yes go for it go for trad with the mixture or or all white if you wanted to be a bit crisp and contemporary that would be my tip lucy mm. and as usual i assume if one has a, a smaller bunch from a supermarket or um a garage perhaps you could put a bit of foliage in there, Paulie. I know you love your foliage. Don't start me with the foliage. It's, you know, it's all about the foliage, always, always. I, I think if you want to mix it up and make it look a bit sort of a bit more high-end florist, floristry-ish, 
I pop, always pop a bit of foliage in. Can never, never go wrong with foliage. Mm, love that. Very, very good with the foliage. Well, wow, that's great. And, and do you have any memories of any particular events or or weddings or parties that you've done that featured or majored even on stocks? Well, well do you know what? It's funny you should say that. I, I remember doing a wedding down in Wiltshire, a little church in the middle of nowhere. And I always think with churches, you, you don't spend very long there. So don't decorate every surface. Have a couple of really enormous arrangements at the altar and maybe some pew ends. And for the pew ends, we just did bunches of stock tied with raffia, like a raffia knot, quite rustic. Um, oh, that so sounds was, lovely. Oh, my God, it was amazing. And it was quite a warm day. And you walked into this cool country Wiltshire church. The smell of these white stocks, on bunches on the pew ends all the way down, very simply. Then at the end, they were taken, they just untied them and they, and they, you know, walk, the girls all walked off with them and it was just so pretty. But that's a really, a, you know, a, a very powerful memory for me. That smell of stocks in the church, just wonderful. But what I would say is don't really, if you're having a dinner party or, or a cele- celebration type thing, I wouldn't use them as a table set. Because when you're sitting there eating your lovely food, having your lovely wine, to have too strong a flower, I think can be a little bit off-putting, especially if it's warm. Like, hmm, you know, that's, in, in, a, that's a very fair point, actually. Very fair point. It's like using hyacinths in, in a, in a, as a table centre. Too no. much. Lovely in a drawing room or, a, you know, in a, in a hall or somewhere or, or the loo. Um, hmm. but that or would the be church. My, or the church. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a very, very good point, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but certainly that's one to be considered when arranging flowers for a supper party or a get-together around a table where you're eating. Very good point. Very good mm. point. Good point. Well made, Pauline. That's what I Thank say. you, darling. Thank you. Thank hmm, you. That's what you're here for. Right. Uh, well, Aim to please, think... yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, as always. Um, I suppose now we could probably move on to our floriography research facilities. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've selected, you and I have got our heads together during the week, and we've selected another flower to do a few more floriography fun facts. And this week, as you know, which I'm sure everybody's dying to find out, it is the turn of the carnation. Um, so I'll kick off with this, Paulie, if I may. Mm. And then you can f- pop in every now, na- you know, we'll do a little me to you to me to you to me to you. Oh, ping pong, yeah. Ping pong with the old carnation. Um, <laughs> so they are very popular, as we know that. Uh, and they're quite inexpensive to deliver a great bunch of colour to anybody, which is true because they do seem to major in many bunches of flowers that I've seen around the place over the years. They do have a general message to convey, and that message is uh, they, they symbolize pride and beauty, fascination and divine love. Mm. Mm, crikey, can't go wrong there, then. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> so pretty much any carnation would be one to give or receive, I suppose. Carnations in pink, uh, they mean I'll never forget you. That's an I'll never forget you carnation. That's rather sweet, isn't it? That's gorgeous. Love that. Mm. Uh, the carnation in a purple colour means capriciousness. Do you know what capriciousness means, Paulie? I do, I do. I'm going to let you tell me. Uh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, capricious is an adjective and it mm. describes a person or a thing that's impulsive and unpredictable. To be fair, Paulie, could describe you or me, I think, with that word. I think we're very capriciousness-ish. So, uh, like a bride who suddenly might leave her groom standing at the altar or something awful like that, 
if you send a purple carnation, you are sending a message of unpredictably, uh, sorry, unpredictability or impulsiveness. So good and bad in equal measure, but be careful mm. if you use purple. Finally, I'm going to pop in here with the red carnation, which I suppose everybody knows very well because that's in a multitude of different bunches of flowers wherever we look. And that means my heart aches for you. Uh, oh. I know, isn't that lovely? It's an admiration, the red carnation, and probably the most favourite message used um, with this bloom. So there we go. Over to you, Paulie. Your turn. Well, the carnation facts. Thank you for those, Lucy. I mean, I the carnation, much maligned, much maligned. People often say, oh, I don't want carnations, I don't want chrysanthemums. But used properly, like in a heavy swathe, and, you know, like those lovely pinks that you get in a cottage garden, which are related to the carnation they smell beautiful but i think they've been so farmed over the years that the scent has gradually gone but they're a lovely thing they're a member of the member of the dianthus family sorry difficult to get my teeth around that one um and they've been cultivated for two thousand years and it's i think they're a lovely pretty little flower they last forever um and it was the athenians that named the flower dianthus um coming from the greek word dios divine okay. and anthos flower Oh, I love that. That's a wonderful yeah. fact. Oh, you might you might get the top fact there, Paulie. Carry on. <laughs> well, I think the Greeks invented most things, didn't they? I mean, they're a lot, they, what didn't they invent? You know, but early on, the carnation plant was subject to massive breeding programs, which that's when it lost its sort of scent. And and you can get them in so many colours, you know, the crimsons, the blushes, the purples, as you, as you mentioned. Um, but there, you get sort of lovely striped stippled and spotted ones. Um, and, and, and they come in many different sort of specific specific classes. There are four of them. There's the Bazaar, Flake, the Flame, and the Picketty. Hmm. There we are. But um, they're a lovely, lovely, pretty little thing. And I have to say, they're a little winner. But I think, um, as I said, the, the breeding programs, they've, they've lost the fragrance of them. So, so now as a cut flower, the blossoms of carnations, I mean, you know, the, 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 they last forever. They've been bred mm. so well, but in, in the Victorian era, they they meant so many things which you've alluded to. But they mm. are a little winner, and they they get, they should have a point for being um, a sort of re very resilient flower. And um, I think we have to sing the praises. I agree absolutely. You're you're winning me over on the carnation, and I've never been an enormous fan, mm. but listening to you talk about them, and actually indeed uncovering a few carnation facts myself. I think I might give it a break from now on and um, use them more freely when doing my flower arrangements. Hmm, absolutely. As I say, if you if you were to mix them with the old foliage again, if you were to mix them up with the foliage, it would be a lovely thing. Yeah. So I've got a couple more facts I'm going to pop in here. One mm -hmm. is um, a white carnation. That means it, there seems to be a common theme I'm uncovering with white flowers. Um, a white carnation means sweet and lovely, innocence pure and a woman's good luck gift so perhaps if you had a girlfriend that was taking her driving test or going on a first date you could say a her, date here yeah. yes you could give her a little white carnation to pop in her handbag or in her top pocket or as a little buttonhole just to give her a yes. bit of luck pop your lucky carnation on yeah pop your lucky carnation don't however give her a yellow carnation because that would mean that you have disappointed me huh? oh dear yes yellow is rejection uh hope no one sends me one of those then <laughs> yellow yes i mean yellow's quite a tricky flower anyway and i i, I always associate it with str string holy bring 
um spring but, but spring spring you know as in it's such a spring color yellow but i mean yeah. i think you've disappointed me i think many yellow flowers mean sort of either jealousy or disappointment mm. so that's very interesting lucy mm. the good old carnation i think i think it's it's got to um it's got to be given a bit of um slack i think the word i agree but it's been lovely i just love finding out all these different meanings of flowers and it's it's amazing how many facts messages and symbols um that we can uncover and um it's fascinating i love isn't it isn't it isn't it i mean it would appear as if floriography is the gift that just keeps on giving and i have to say i've loved listening to all your stocks bits and bobs and tales poorly i've loved those because i love stocks myself good and in fact over yeah over on our fabulous flower tv channel which is on youtube which i hope everybody is subscribing to there are a number of really great little films with you, Paulie, demonstrating how to use all kinds of flowers, aren't there? Mm, great. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We've, we've got one up there for Supermarket Flowers, which was one of our earlier podcasts, how you can use some of your brilliant tips, I have to say, to improve your average bunch to elevate it to a fantastic display. Um, we've also just been filming a couple of episodes for Alliums and for Peonies. So they will be going up very, 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 very soon and joining our podcasts hand in hand so that once you hear Paulie telling you all about the flower, you will hopefully be able to pop over to Fabulous Flowers TV on YouTube and see the flowers in action. I think that's a lovely thing because it's all very well hearing someone talk about talk flowers, but then you think, ooh, what does that look like? So pop over there and have a little look. And also yesterday we filmed a lovely one on stocks as well in the sunshine. That was lovely. Again, so they're fresh in my mind. And actually, I've got a vase of them right next to me here, the white ones. Such a divine smell. Anyway, mm, gorgeous. So do send us, also do send us your photographs because I love looking at what you create and pop in a vase. So do get in touch via Facebook or Instagram if there are any particular flowers you'd like me focus on in future um, and i'll do my best to accommodate your floral desires so um i've left our little wander through the carnation grove today with you lucy but um i think it's pretty much time for our farewells now i think you must be right paulie i guess yes it's time for me to put some laundry on go and walk the dog create something out of nothing for another wonderful family meal so yeah i suppose until next time paulie when we meet up over the airwaves to discuss more fabulous flowers it's going to be goodbye so goodbye from me goodbye big goodbye from me bye-bye